everyone dreams of living an uncommon life. And the best asset you have to achieve your dreams is you. Welcome to the Uncommon Wealth Podcast. We're going to introduce you to people who are living uncommonly. We're also going to give you some tools and strategies for building wealth and for pursuing an uncommon path that is uniquely right for you. Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the Uncommon Wealth Podcast where I'm your host, Philip Ramsey, and today we have an amazing guest. We have the one and only Tom Hay with Hay Window Cleaning here to tell us all about his business, obstacles that he's overcome, as well as some wins in the business um, and challenges that have produced the man he is today. So welcome to the show, Tom Hay. Hi, thank you. Is this the first podcast you've ever done? I think I did one for The Uncommon. Okay, so second podcast you've ever done. Yep. You'll be great. So today we're talking about your business. And the reason why, uh, for those of you just tuning in for to hear Tom's podcast, we're financial advisors that think that you're your best asset. Sometimes that means starting your own company, something that you're passionate about. So you're doing that, not only doing that, but you're thriving in it. But there's a component here that I wanted to talk through is just like, how do you run a business with maybe somebody that you're related to? And you have that. Um, you've been doing this for quite some time. So let's first... Tell the audience, how long have you been washing windows? That's a hard question because this was a family business. And (laughs) so So, I was roped into it since January of 2000. So um, I know full time since 2007. Okay. But you were washing windows in 2000. Yeah. Which, how old were you at that time? Um, 12. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. There's got, not a lot I got of people roped into child labor. <laughs> well, you know, in family business is it called child labor for just helping out dad. Right, you know? right, right. Uh so that's that's kind of interesting to know cuz so how many years we don't need to go you actually can probably do the math. So how old are you now? 35. 35. So you've been doing this for 27 years. He 20, 20 24. 24. Yeah. Okay. It, it, this is the 24th year. So this is the 24th year of you yeah. washing windows. In fact, I think my dad started on January 5th of 2000. Oh, really? Oh. Huh. Okay. So, Good to know. Yeah. All right. So back then, when you were 12 years old, you always were kind of in a house where your dad probably wasn't starting a business. So when right. you were 12, you started seeing your dad running his own business. Mm-hmm. What was your thoughts? Do you even remember that? Was it like a good feeling? How was the family dynamics? Um, it was actually a scary feeling because, you know, my dad worked at a dealership here in town and he, um, you know, I mean, he worked long hours. Mm. I mean, he was up there at 7 a.m. and he would be home around 8 or 9 p.m. Wow. So essentially in the first 10 years of my life, I did not see my dad. I didn't know my dad very well because he was working all the time. And my dad wanted to change that. He was like, I want to be home with my family. And I think the reason why he wanted that or he saw that is because his dad, my grandfather, was an entrepreneur. He had his own gas station. He had his own bowling um, lawn cares. Sure, mowing. And he had his own motor home business. So. Interesting. Yeah, so there's actually a family history of, of home businesses and entrepreneurship. And so huh. 
um, I think my dad saw how much flexibility his dad had. And so I think that's why he, um, that was one of the main reasons why he wanted to make that change. So, yes, in the very beginning it was scary, but we also saw how God provided. And Absolutely. He, he over-delivered. Okay, let's talk about the scariness of it. Was it scary because your dad's now in the house more? Was it scary because you didn't know if you are going to get the next, like, you're going to eat, put food on the table? Like, what is it from a 12-year-old perspective that is scary? Um, it was scary because we didn't know if there was going to be food on the table. Right. Just because, you know, if when dad's starting, new business is going to take off. Yeah. I mean, he literally quit the other business, his job, and went right into this business. Yeah. And, I mean, but God provided and there was always food on the table and my dad you know at that time he had he was in the middle of, you know what, a 30-year house payment so it's like oh yeah so quitting a job and then switching over like he's like oh okay so he, he was always able to make it he never he, he never was late on anything so wow that was a, a that was god provision absolutely Okay, so let me quick because, like, I know your parents. I mm-hmm. I know Chris and Margo pretty mm-hmm. well. Uh, what was your mother's like role, and how did she support you know your father and the family at that time? Did she have a job? Did she like what? How did she do there? Yeah, actually. Um, so in 1998, my mom worked at principal, and okay. so she decided she was going to quit, and that's wow. when I got homeschooled. And so my sister and I were home to go, and she said, oh, you know, we're living a dream. My dad had a really good paying job, you know, going forward. And so when my dad, you know, quit the other job and started this window business, um, my mom was like, well, I, I got to find something so I can support. So she started working for the city of Ankeny, working at the Ankeny Public Library. A librarian. And, yeah, she's, love she's a librarian. And, you know, it's it's so her. She she loved peace and quiet, so it's usually pretty quiet in the library. Right. So, But not like that really bad librarian was like, shh. You know, she seems like a very thoughtful, graceful, like, oh, hey. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, she would work evenings and weekends. Wow. So she would stay home with us during the day. And then wow. my dad, and then my dad would switch places. So, sure. Yeah, um, and it was weird having my dad home. It was I like, bet. Oh, who are you? <laughs> like, yeah. But uh, looking back, it really made up for those years because it's nice to have my dad around and do that. Right. So. right. All right. So when you were growing up, like, did you know that you'd start going into the business or was it just kind of like, this is what's going to happen? <laughs> uh, told no, I forced? I had my own plan. I was going to go to school. I was going to do mechanical and electrical engineering. I was going to do, I didn't know which one I was going to do, but, you know, I would, and I was going to Ankeny High School. I would open and enroll because I was homeschooled and I did AP courses. Oh, yeah. So I was trying to get all my college credits in and I was going to go to school and be in the engineering field and just say, like, <laughs> See you later. <laughs> yeah, right. I move right. out. Thanks, and but no thanks. So yeah, I did not think that I would be in this family business today. I was thinking that I would be in the engineering field. Right. Yeah. Twenty four years later. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So when you start heading down this direction, when did your plans like, wait a second? Like I kinda had a an idea of what my future is gonna look like. Maybe I've Maybe I'm going to change it, right? When, when was that? 
Um, it was right after I graduated in high school. High school, yeah. yeah. And that was in May of 2007. And I started working with my dad, my dad during the summer. And then that fall, I did evening classes at, in college. And mm-hmm. then I worked with him during the day. And, you know, I kind of prayed about it and just asked God for guidance and direction. And I just kind of had this calling to say, like, you know, maybe maybe you should do this family business. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I kind of enjoyed the, the the relaxed atmosphere that it had. And, mm-hmm. you know, back then I was like, Dad, quit talking, like, get to work. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, today I realize that that's just Part building relationship yeah. and customer service and talking to people and getting to know them. So... Um, I enjoy it today now. Now I'm now I'm the talker and now you understand yeah, how important it one is. One of my employees is like oh, get get to work, Tom. <laughs> so, I love it. Yeah. Tables have turned. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um so let's talk through so now you've quit full time or now you're in the business full time. That's two thousand seven, mm-hmm. two thousand eight. How is the family dynamics between you and your dad as you're working through, you know, washing windows, doing the deal? Tell me how that was. Um, you know, usually family dynamics and family business can be challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, my dad set it up to where the more I worked, the more I got paid. It wasn't a, sure. an hourly pay. It was That's based huge. on that. And if right. I made a mistake on a job, I wouldn't get paid to fix that job mistake. I would have to go back and fix it. Sure. So, so there's some risk and reward. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it taught me good principle to say, okay, well, if you do a good job and you don't have to go back, you do it once, yeah. then you can, you know, go on to the next job and keep making money. So um, my dad really, he did a good job at mm. creating an environment where if I worked harder, more efficiently, you know, all that, I could, you know, I could bring myself more money mm-hmm. by working hard. So. Right. Did you ever get your college degree? No. You didn't? No. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's good to know. Um, okay. So you're now working. And at what point has your dad ever like kind of talked through like, hey, this is kind of what I'm thinking in the future. This is when I'm going to step off. This is when you can run it. Like, how did that ever, those conversations go? Because at some point, you know, with the age gap, you have to be thinking about that. Was there ever th- anything talked about with that way, and did that help you stay the course of being in the family business? Um, I would say my dad always said, you know, someday you're going to take over, someday. Sure. You know, I, and he wanted me to, and still does. Um, sure. And, but I think, you know, I've listened to other podcasts of family dynamics and family businesses, like, Sometimes it's hard when you're in the business as a the father, the owner, it's hard to step back mm-hmm. and say, okay, my son can run it. And so I think he was, you know, still in that mode of like, oh, I'm, I'm just going to keep going and, yeah. you know, keep going till I'm 80 years old and, you know, not realizing that age comes with you and, yeah. you know, you're going to have and to slow down job. a little bit. Right, it's a- right. So, um yeah, in the I would say in the last mm, eight or nine years, I've really I have approached him and said, 
hey, so what are you thinking about? You know, how do you want to slow down? You know, do you sure. want to work less? Right. You know, think about retirement. And, you know, at that time, he was, what, 55. So he's like, oh, I'm feeling good. Like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. no. I'm just getting started. And, you know, my dad lives in the moment. Like, he's not thinking about the future. He's like, no, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing good. Like, we'll talk about it later. So, yeah. yeah. But fast forward today, is he's like, okay, well, let's, yeah, let's, 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 let's figure out something. So, right. So I've had the pleasure, full disclosure, of working with your business more on like a coaching side of like thinking through the numbers and how to project goals and stuff. Mm-hmm. And one thing I'll never forget about your dad is how burnt he was in other jobs of how goals were there to fry him mm-hmm. <laughs> or like mm-hmm. to really reprimand or, or point out the faults. And uh, w- one thing that, I mean, last time we talked, he's like, hey, I really appreciate these goals because we're actually achieving them. And the achieving is for our own like source of happiness. It's something to put like a flag on a, on a hill and try to go conquer it. And seeing that success has been actually life-giving. Uh, but it's been taking some cha- uh, time to change that mindset. Mm-hmm. But I'm grateful to be able to have kind of that inside of your business on the day-to-day operations. So let's talk about that because we've been working together for almost two years now mm-hmm. on how, what did we do that you felt like kind of like helped start you off in the trajectory that you're at now? Because I would say looking at, hey, window cleaning, it's not only thriving, but having a future to go even further than I think we ever thought it could. And so talk through like kind of that kind of process. What was impactful? What, what did we do? How did you guys change some things? Those things. Oh, um, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, with my dad working at a dealership, you know, there was definitely some hard goals and he had to achieve those goals. And so, um, that was part of his philosophy. He wanted to enjoy the business and, you know, enjoy the customers and, and take time in that. And there's value in that. 100%. Um, but at the same time, I was more like, okay, you can have that, but then we can achieve certain goals. And so it took him, I mean, it wasn't until this, like, late last year when we hit a goal. And it wasn't, it, it was challenging because we had to figure out how can we have good customer base of customer service and to serve our customers without saying, oh, I'm just here just for your money. Like, I'm here here to serve you. I'm here to help you. You know, some people have really dirty windows, and, you know, and there are some jobs where you feel like you're working for pennies on a dollar because it's so hard. hard. Yeah. And, but it's so satisfying for the customer because they're they're so happy, and they're Mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, this is great. So um, we had to balance all of that out and um, delegating work. That was one thing because for me, Sorry. I was like, oh, I got to do all the work. But then, you know, realizing like, okay, we got to hire somebody and we got to delegate that work to make that happen. Yeah. And so because the good news and bad news about your job is that you can only wash so many windows a year. Yeah. Like, and then yeah. you also have to factor in weather and things that you can't even mm-hmm. have control over. So I do remember just from that straight perspective, like, hey, we have two different personalities that are focusing on two different things. Mm-hmm. And how do we unify both of you that you guys are actually excited about moving forward? Because in your past, you've never really had goals burn you 
as your dad had. Yeah. So you were like, well, let's, let's start somewhere. Right. And I remember just the complete opposition your poor dad felt, but he still was a good sport about it. So I want to say that, but yeah. um, it hasn't been just until recently, like you both are seeing the unifyingness of having a goal that you're both achieving, but also noticing that like, Hey, maybe we can't do this together. Like maybe we have to have a third person to come in and help achieve some of these goals. Cause like, like we said, like you can only wash so many windows. Right. Um, and again, it's hard work. And so I think that's not just like, Hey, I'm going to go wash windows. Like this has been a, a craft that you've been mastering for 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. And so it's not easy. So even when you bring in somebody training that individual, it's a whole different mindset. Now it's not just you going out to wash a window, right, right. train somebody. So, yeah. Okay, so I think one thing that we've done is just unified kind of different personalities on how do we achieve something together. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest thing. And then that, then, okay, how do we break that down into monthly goals so we know if we're on track or off track? Right. And last year, you and I sat down without your dad only to be like, what could this business do? And we tried to factor in as many different outside influences as possible and we got to a number and we i'd say we we basically hit that number this year yeah and then it gave us a even a better track record or scorecard to track this year which i get excited about because next year it's going to be we're going to have a little bit more data to go off of to be able to project even better the next year so you guys are on the right track Although it, it, it's taken some time, it's taken some hard work for everybody to kind of process through personalities and pasts to be able to kind of come to where you're at. So let's talk about the future of, of hey, window cleaning. What do you see? Where do you see it going? And like, what would be your ideal plans, knowing that you have your father as well that has his own ideas? But I'd love to hear it from Tom's perspective. Um, yeah, I... I, you know, I've, I've loved the hospitality business. Um, I've watched, been to watch shows on, you know, those apps that you, you know, you subscribe to a month, you know, hotels, um, you know, and I'll I'll watch those and I just love the hospitality business. And so Mm. to serve people, that's always been one of my, um, the strength and passion. And so. Um, window cleaning is in the service business. It is serving people and 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 helping people. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I like to see that grow in other people. Um, as I invest in other people, like you know, we we have an employee and just investing in him and how he mm-hmm. can, um, you know, serve other people and, um, yeah. So. I love that. What would you say that the things that you do, what are the key things that you guys do at Hey Window Cleaning? So that's different than all other window washing companies. That makes you uncommon. Uh, punctuality. Uh, I totally agree with this. Yeah, this I mean, there's, there's so many people who just are just in shock that we even show up on time. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? And they're like, well, you're here. And I'm like, well, well yeah, we set a time. And they're like, you know, they're like, you know, this is not normal. And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> it's normal to me. <laughs> <laughs> normal to me because that's how my dad had been. That's and I think brilliant. my dad learned that from, you know, being at a very successful dealership and his father who mm. ran a business. And 
So punctuality, um, hard work, communication, and job satisfaction mm. are those top key things. You know, we, we want to do a good work. And, you know, sometimes when you estimate a house, you say, okay, I think it's going to take this much time to do it. And sometimes it goes really well and sometimes it goes really bad. Yeah. And, you know, even if it goes really bad, we don't just say, oh, we're going to charge you more because, you know, but we're trying, what we're trying to do is to satisfy the customer and make them happy. Mm-hmm. Because if we do a good job now and we do, and they like us, if they call us again, it, that job shouldn't be hard again. Right. Because once you do it, then you're, they, they're going to call you back. It should be easier next time. Yeah. Okay, this is fun, and it kind of edifies what you did, because I couldn't agree with you more on those four key things that you do differently. Um, how do you market your business to the general public? Oh, uh, we do not do any advertising. Uh, ours is all referrals. Yes. In the last 24 years, um, I mean, we have a Facebook page, but I, we're not on it, and it's... Probably should, but um, a lot of it is, 90% is referrals. Referrals. And And so if you're not doing a good job for people, you don't have that business. Yeah. Yeah. And I I often say this, like your biggest um, uh, competition is not the other person, the other window cleaner. Yeah. The biggest competition is the customer. Yes. And if you do a good job and you take care of them, they will come back. Yeah. If you do a terrible job, they're not going to call you back. They're going to go to somebody else until they find that. Yeah. Your biggest opportunity is the client you're in front of. Yeah. And when they, when you do a good job for them, not only are you going to get a repeat customer, Mm -hmm. you're going to maybe get two or three more happy people. Yeah. And so, to me, it's not looking about... Because this is something that I've adopted in financial services. I remember early on when I wasn't in financial services, going to hang out with the advisor that knew me on whatever. And uh, at the end of it, again, this was our first meeting, he had a printout of the top five LinkedIn profiles that I was linked to that he wanted to be connected to. Hmm. And he was like, hey, these are the people that I want to get in front of. Like, Could you give me like some way to get in front? I took that piece of paper... And I ripped it up and I was like, don't you ever come at me like that. Like this, these relationships have taken me my whole life to, to get, you've sat in front of me for 35 minutes and you want to hear a referral. Like, how about you do right for me? Mm-hmm. Right? Like exactly how, Hey, window clean is like, Hey, we are going to make sure that you are the happiest ever. And if something never comes out of that, that is okay. Cause we know that we did right to you. Well, what happens after that? Well, they actually give you referrals, right? Like, because you're present with them and you're doing such a good job. And so that's something that I'll never forget that you guys don't really market. And honestly, Uncommonwealth really doesn't either because we just want to do the best for the client in front of Mm -hmm. us today. So I love that. Okay. What other things can you say about, hey, window cleanings? Because I just love the business. I love the trajectory that you're on. And I love the dynamics between you and your dad. You're two different people. You have two different set of skills, backgrounds, history, but you're unified in how you're going and, and serving your clients and also providing for your family. So what other things could you say? I would say, uh, you know, hey, window cleaning is here to serve the Des Moines area. And we, we I, I love going to people's houses and seeing the dirtiest windows alive. And <laughs> yeah. when they just turn 
glass bowl, fishbowl, clear, yeah. and just seeing the jaw dropped on a customer. I mean, that's that's the biggest satisfaction for, for me sure. to make for them sure. happy. Um, but yeah, it's it's been. Uh, I love that. So, uh, how do they get a hold of you or your company if they wanted to hire you to help? You know, wash a window or so. What's the best way? Uh, the best way is to call me on my phone number. Um, text usually works better just because once you leave your name and your number, I can usually get back to you. Right. Um, calling, I can do that. That's no problem. Um, okay. What's your phone number? At 515-240-3236. All right. 515-240-3236. Text Tom. Yep. Uh, but thanks for being such an uncommon company. Thanks for being uh, on the show. Yeah. Super grateful for all the wisdom that you dropped. And I uh, hope this podcast was helpful to you, encouraging, letting you know that you can chase after your things that you're passionate about and pursue what you are. You're your best asset. So thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Uncommon Wealth Podcast. I've been your host, Philip Ramsey. Till next time, go be uncommon. That's all for this episode, brought to you by Uncommon Wealth Partners. Be sure to visit uncommonwealth.com to learn more about our services. Don't miss an episode as we introduce you to inspiring people who are actively pursuing an uncommon life.